How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Well, ladies and gentlemen, fans, friends, we appreciate you guys staying a little bit later tonight for episode number 69 of How About That Cigar Live. 69. 69. <laughs> Getting a little uh. bit of a late start. We had some tech issues, but we're all squared away. Everything is good to go now. So thank you, as always, for joining us on How About That Cigar Live, our favorite night of the week, Tuesday night. And we are brought to you from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. And we want to tell you about this beauty, Leather Rose, the mm. latest addition to the Deadwood lineup. And it is shipped to all retailers nationwide, uniting with her sisters, Sweet Jane, Fat Bottom Betty, and Crazy Alice. The spicy Leather Rose is the boldest lady of the bunch. Yes, yeah, This 5x54 torpedo features a rich Maduro wrapper and proves to be the spiciest of the Deadwood family. Oh, she's spicy. Lighting up the Leather Rose will fill the room with her exotic aroma. Plus, the effortless draw will leave you longing for more. You'll want more. The Deadwood Leather Rose is a 5x54 torpedo packaged in 24-count boxes and will be shipped in July. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, thanks so much for joining us. Please take just a second. Share us out to your favorite Facebook cigar mm-hmm. groups. Let everybody know we're live. Join us online on Facebook and YouTube. If you have questions, if you have comments, leave those along the way. Uh, so, as always, we're excited again. We get to talk about baseball. Baseball is back. Baseball is happening. And our Minnesota Twins are killing it. Dude. Nine and two after today's game. Nine and two. They, I mean, everything. Did you see that crazy game where they had like 105 relief pitchers? <laughs> yeah, they they used the whole, I think they called in somebody from the from the snack shop. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Uh, but it worked. It did. It did. Um, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been a great run so far. It's obviously, it's early. But if you think about it, it's, I mean, we're, we're 11 games in and, in, in the normal season, you think eleven games—that's nothing. Well, it's a sixty game or nine, sixty game season. 60, sixty game season. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they're real, they're killing it. Uh, they ha- and yesterday was a huge comeback oh win. Gosh. I was telling Garrett before yeah. we started. So I checked the score on my phone, and it said Pirates four, Twins nothing uh, the, at the end of the fifth inning. And I just wrote it off. I thought, well, they just you know they weren't on on their game today. Uh, and I, many hours later, late last night, I was looking, and sure enough, they pulled it out. They had a, uh, they had a four-run sixth inning. Yep. And then uh, the first walk-off of the season. Cruz N- Nelson Cruz Nelly Cruz has been just blowing up lately, and, and the sound of that bat, yeah, is just, you know, and the announcer hit it on the head too. He said, "That's the sound." Of a walk off, and, right. and it totally was. And it was so it's it's eerie though because it's still even though they're pumping in crowd fake crowd noise, yeah, it's so eerie to see the 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 games. You know when these m- massive plays happen because normally a walk off uh, in uh, in Target Field is going to be extremely loud. I mean, just the crowd goes crazy. They bring out the water jugs and dunk the water all over the guy when he gets to home plate. But they were doing like social distancing three feet away, (laughs) air fives. And it's kind of, it's just kind of weird to watch, but nonetheless, keep, keep uh, paying attention to baseball. There's some, you know, things going on. Most likely we're going to see one or two delays in the season. So whether that means they're going to cut things down, or that means we're going to have a later, Postseason, whatever postseason is going to look like, and we've got you know uh, 
you know, a dozen or so NFL players that are opting out. Yeah. And I know even a couple MLB players. Uh, yeah, there are a few. Yeah. Uh, opting out too. So we have yet to see what the the effect is of this whole COVID situation on yeah. professional sports. So there was a, normally we don't talk about cigar news on the show, but there was a big announcement today that I, I think we really just have to kind of what? address and get out there. And a lot of you guys who, who watch the show and listen to the show on the podcast, you may have already seen this. We published it on howaboutthatcigar.com. Uh, all the big cigar media outlets covered it. Uh, Nat Sherman International uh, is closing their doors. Both as a cigar company and, and the uh, and iconic the, lounge yeah. in New York. So it's uh, you know I I think that's that's pretty sad honestly. It's a yep. it's a it's a brand that has been a staple for ninety years, ninety mm-hmm. plus years. Uh, in the premium cigar world. And the Sherman family did more for premium tobacco. In the United States, yeah, yeah. And, and and in many countries around the world as well. Uh, it's sad to see, um, and we really hope that, uh, you know, that people who grew to love that brand uh, are stocked up. Uh, the, I'm sure there's still going to be some stores that have stock on the shelves, uh, but... And, and also, you know, a uh, shout out and much love to Michael Herklotz, who yeah. was our guest on the show on episode 59, uh, just 10, 10 or so weeks ago. Yep. And uh, shout out to Michael, uh, brother, we wish you the best. And all, I mean, it's not just Michael, there's 24 or 25 staff members that, right. that are going to be by the, you know, by the end of September at the latest, um, you know, they're, they're going to be looking for their next gig. So we wish all them the best. Yep. Uh, Thank and, you for all of the the delicious products that you've made yeah. over the years and everything you've done for the industry. Yeah, absolutely. So that's you know that's a cigar news thing. We just didn't want to didn't want to let go. We figured that was something that was important enough to mention on the show. Uh, so guys, we have a great special guest this evening, uh, and we want to bring him on right now. Uh, as always, our special guest is brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com. They are the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. And you'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. For more information on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please welcome along with us to episode number 69 of How About That Cigar Live from Stallone Cigars, Tony Barrios. Tony, welcome Hello. to the show. Tony. Hello. Well, Hello, we guys. How are you guys? Hanging in there, if y'all, we're we're doing well, brother. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. We're sorry we had some technical issues at the beginning, but everything's squared away. We see you, we hear you, and we're excited to have you on the show tonight and fire up some of these beautiful cigars. Sounds great, awesome. So I'm going to be firing up the Castaño. Okay. Am I saying that correct? Castaño. Yeah. Castaño. Uh, which, yeah. Is, uh, which is the uh, San Andreas. Yep, it's the San Andreas San Andreas yep. wrapper. San Andreas and, wrapper. 
uh, and Nicaraguan binder and filler. And uh, I'm going to fire up uh, the Zaino Broadleaf. And Broadleaf. It is, uh, yeah. Tony told us before the show, he said this is a very full-bodied cigar, and I'm excited for that because uh, I dig the strong stuff. And I mean, I love everything, but, but you know, I been on a big strong cigar kick lately so i'm excited to fire these up um so tony i want you to you know i want you to give all our viewers and listeners because uh your cigar brand is relatively new uh new to a lot of uh, our viewers and listeners and we want you to you know have a chance to tell us all about your your story and things like that but part of that is sort of your origin and the first time that you sat down and and enjoyed the smell and the flavor of a of a hand rolled premium cigar. So, uh, tell us a little bit about that first time that you you fired up one of these beautiful hand rolled cigars. Well, uh, my very first cigar uh, was at the age of fifteen. Um, in my in my tobacco uh, farm of my family uh, was a hand rolled of of leaves aged by my grandpa in oak barrels and i that was my very first cigar was uh a six by 42 ring gauge and Ooh. i still can remember that flavor and that aroma man <laughs> i i got i got a bus really hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me tell you that yeah <laughs> so your first your that's kind of cool though your first ever premium cigar experience is something that was that was rolled for you by your own grandfather i mean that's that's yeah. pretty awesome yeah yeah that was uh, really awesome yeah that's something uh, a lot of people can't say you know that's it, it's so how long has your family been been uh been in tobacco well um i'm the third generation of tobacco growers uh from my grandpa and my cousin, which is my partner uh, in the tobacco farmers in Venezuela, is the fifth generation. So since 1840, uh, and my grandpa, he was he planted tobacco in Italy. He's he was Italian, and uh, then he came to Venezuela, and uh, and planted some tobacco here as well. Okay, so you have um, you have origins from from italy um yeah. and you're you're in venezuela right now as we speak correct yes 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 uh my mother from italy and my father my father from venezuela but he has a uh, 50 lebanese so i'm kind of a, a oh, weird wow. mix <laughs> <laughs> so how's your italian and arabic yeah uh um, fifty percent Italian, twenty five percent Lebanese, and twenty five percent Spanish. Wow. Yeah. Do you speak uh, Do you speak Italian and any Arabic? Yes. Yes. Arabic? Yo parlo Italian. Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, tell. Uh, I mean, the the tobacco farming piece has been around for a long time, and and I have to say that I didn't. I wasn't even familiar with the brands Tolone Cigars until maybe about a month or so ago or maybe two months ago and tell us about that particular brand um how long that brand has been around since it launched and uh what led to the launch of of the brand well uh the brand i, I was building this brand like for a long time ago 
but I really uh, went out to the market in 2019, early last year, uh, because this COVID situation, you know, this year was uh, is was going to be my it's going to be my first year in the American market, but uh, you know, due to this situation, everything has stopped. So um, um, anyway, we're work, we're working hard to reach, you know. Um, all the stores we can soon, and and Tall Banks is working for us, you know, uh, hitting the market right now, you know. Besides all the current situation, but we hope we we get into uh, into the market, you know, uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, and where were where were some of the countries that the brands started out uh, being sold and marketed in? In South America, uh, Venezuela, Colombia. And uh, a little bit to Argentina, and for Europe in France, uh, Germany, and Italy. Fantastic! And uh, how did the South American and European launch go for you? Oh, uh, really good. Uh, in South America, uh, the cigar is kind of a little uh, um, stronger because the taste in South America is like a mild cigar. And Salon is, is not, is, I don't have any mild cigar on the, on the Cowboy Series, you know. The Cowboy Series is the first collection that I launch. Uh, it consists of six different blends, and they are um, from medium plus to full body. So because uh, I was thinking in, a, in a cigars for the American market and cigars that you can pair with some distillate, and and you you don't lose the flavor from your mouth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, tell, so one of the parts of your story that that I really liked, and I actually went and dug around some and found some stuff on YouTube, um, you know, about your history with with uh, with cut horses, and uh, yeah. it was really intriguing to me. And that's correct me if I'm wrong. That's you know basically the the uh, the inspiration behind the name uh, Stallone Cigars. So, you know, give us, uh, uh, give our viewers an idea of, you know, your history with horses and how that led to being the inspiration to name the brand. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, this brand is named after my, my the passion of my lad, after the tobacco, is the horses, the cutting horses specifically. And uh, I started riding horses very early age with my grandpa. Then he passed away. I quit the horses and I rode motorcycles all my life. Actually, I raced motocross and, and sport bikes. And then in 2007, um, I was like, wanted to came back to the horses as I started when I was uh, young with my grandpa. So I bought my, my horse, my first horse as an adult. And then uh, I didn't know how to put a saddle if it's if it were like backwards or <laughs> flip it all around. <laughs> and to make sure the story uh, that I fell in passion with the horses and the and the cow horses. And uh, two years later, after I didn't uh, know how to saddle a horse, I make my first finals in in Forward, Texas, in a big uh, cutting horse world show event. And from then, uh, I kept showing horses and, you know, making finals and winning some, you know, titles here and there. And, you know, uh, it's been a passion of my life. So that's what I named uh, Stallone for my brand. 
because in Italian means stallion. Uh, yeah. Doesn't have nothing to do with the with the artist. Yeah. And for I knew a little bit about it um, because when I was when I was young, from about age six until about maybe age fourteen, we lived right next door to a horse trainer uh, and his ranch, and so I knew I knew a little bit about um, you know different styles of uh, different breeds of horses, different styles of riding, and things like that. So I knew a little bit about cutting horse horses, but. Uh, Tell our tell our viewers, you know, what cutting horses is all about, what it what it means, and what it looks like for for somebody watching a competition. Well, the cutting horses is a it's a, a really addictive, expensive hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Just like cigars. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more expensive than cigars, but uh, uh, it's a really cool. Uh, it's a it consists of a cow horse. Uh, uh, the cow horse have to separate the cows from a herd and then keep the cow out of the herd without touching the reins. You know, that's ba basically uh, what uh, everything consists, you know. And you have to use your feet to command the horse to right and left, you know, and there's a lot of rules that you have to uh, fulfill in order to have a great score. Yeah, it's I like I said, I watched a couple of the... Uh... Uh, videos of you riding on YouTube and it's, it's pretty amazing. And I encourage anybody to go check that out on YouTube because it's, it's really amazing to see how the, those are some of the most uh, agile and nimble animals I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the, they, they, and, and they're, they're so aggressive and, and yet, uh, they're smart. Yeah, they're, it's so the, the intelligence level, and and yeah, that, that, correct me if I'm wrong, but that it goes back to the days of ranching, using using yes. uh, horses to control herds and guide them in the right direction, right? Yeah, uh, actually, the first competition was like in early 19s, but the the, the big one, you know, the the biggest competition inside the Will Rogers Coliseum was in back in 1946, uh, and uh. Uh, there's a you know uh, uh, ranch heritage and uh, after the cow horses that has been preserved over the years, uh, and it looks easy, but it's not. The horse doesn't move by itself. That that's what people think that the horse that does everything by itself, but it's not. You know, the rider have to put some commands on, and that's what's what's so hard to to accomplish. You know in a cutting horse, but it's exciting, it's addictive, it's, it's, you know, one of the greatest feeling I ever had. Yeah, and I, you know, like Matt, I, I kind of dug into this too, and uh, one cowboy had said, it's like a Ferrari. You can have the yeah. best car in the world, but without a yeah. good driver, it's useless. You're a useless pair. And uh, uh, so, It's more yeah. complicated than, than the car because – you gotta have a good Ferrari horse. You gotta be a good rider. You gotta pick the right cows, and you gotta be the right help. And you got to have all the five judges to watch you. So it's kind of challenging. Yeah. So this is here's an interesting question of because you have experience on horses, you have experience on motorcycles. 
Which yeah. one have you been thrown off of more? Uh, I've been <laughs> in motorcycles uh, like all, uh, all my life. And I'm in the horses, like really into it since 2007. So I have more experience in the motorcycle than the horse world. But I, I have gone so far uh, r- really good with the horses so far. Uh, like I have reached more in the horses world than the motorcycle itself. Well, it's, it's interesting because um, Andrew Tolzman, who is a cohort of ours here at How About That Cigar, he writes, he travels a lot. And uh, so he writes some articles for us uh, about some special cigar shops around the world um, for so people know what to expect when they're in those cities to visit. Although not so much right now because nobody's really traveling. But he is also a sport bike racer. And uh, yeah. nice. you, you and he could have some great conversation. There's actually a, a very nice because we're here in Minnesota. And when people think of racing of any kind, they don't really think of Minnesota. But there's actually yeah. very a very nice uh, area with some tracks up uh, about an hour or two two hours north two hours of us. north of the cities, yeah. Uh, and and there's actually a pretty healthy uh, and and active racing community in in Minnesota. And uh, Andrew is a pretty accomplished sport bike rider, definitely. Oh, very nice. Uh, so, what do you I ride? Have Val- I have Valentino Rossi tattooed in my arm. Oh, nice. oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. That's good color, too, man. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And Jerry McGrath. So what's... uh? Are you a Ducati guy? No, I'm... Uh, uh, yeah, I like Ducati, but uh, I'm more like Yamaha guy. Okay. Yep. R1s, you know, I have an R1M, and it's a rocket. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. How many times have you? How many times have you been uh, uh, thrown off your? Uh, how many times have you spilled your bike while riding? Oh, I can't count. Uh, it's <laughs> like, at least at least a hundred times. And, yeah. and you know, in motocross, when I used to race motocross, uh, like you know, every practice when you push harder than your limits, you go to the floor. That's a rule. Yeah. Yeah. And how many how many times have you been thrown off a horse while training? Oh, like not much, not much as a as a bike. Like if I tell you five times, it's it's like I think three or four times to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. one of the things one of the things that we like to talk about too um, is cigar factories. You know these because, like you said, your your family has history in growing tobacco but we also like to learn about the factories where the cigars are made uh because going to a cigar factory and seeing seeing people go through the whole process from preparing the leaves to to the rolling the the bunching the sorting the packaging all of it is it's it's really wonderful to watch so Mm -hmm. do you guys also have your own cigar factory or do you work with another factory to make your products for you I work with Tabacalera La Perla in Nicaragua in the Saline. Uh, the owner is like uh, a brother for me. Uh, uh, he does a wonderful job, you know, doing my cigars as the way I wanted. Actually, I spent a lot of time there in SLE, you know, supervising myself with him 
uh, all the process, all the, you know, some of the uh, leaves sorting, the wrapper sorting, everything. And uh, uh, he has a great team there in the factory. Uh, he, he was a Cuban cigar roller for over 20 years before owning the factory. And all our supervisor were, uh, have more than 25 years experience rolling cigars. Uh, one of the top rollers in Cuba. So they supervise uh, my operation really, really good. They do a great job. Uh, and that, that's what I'm, I'm really happy with them. You know, uh, they do a excellent job for me, you know, for Stallone cigars. Awesome. And, uh, could you tell us what you're smoking and if you're drinking anything, what, uh, what are you enjoying uh, tonight? I'm smoking a new blend that I'm trying, you know, for next year, mm-hmm. uh, uh, special edition. Uh, I'm not going to talk about this uh, about that right now in this show because the new <laughs> stuff for the customer is a, is a cowboy series, but I'm always trying, you know, tasting new blends and new blends. I have over 150 different blends that, uh, that I'm always thinking and trying and get it, get it back to one blend to another one, and so then changing. You know, this is a never stop game ending. Yeah, awesome. Well, and and it is a lot of fun to to try blends and to to work on tweaking different things. You know, uh, and work with your people at the factory and say, uh, you know, a half leaf here, a half leaf there. You yeah. know, yeah. Th- that kind of thing. It's amazing how much how much differences those tiny little changes can make to, uh, to a blend. And, um, so I don't, I don't blame you, you know, smoke those test blends all the time, you know, because that's how you're going to keep up with what, whatever it is that you're, that you're going to release next. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, when you talk about half leaf, uh, the cigar that you're smoking, the Sino, uh, it has, uh, three Ligeros in two Vsos inside. There's no Seiko. So, but no, no, Seiko, no Seiko, no Seiko, no, no, doesn't have one single level Seiko. Everything is uh, Ligeros and Visos. Yeah. Uh, well, when you talk about a half leaf, I have to cut down one of the Ligeros by, by the half leaf to, to be smokable because it was too, too strong, you know, but, uh, the aging, the, the agent of the leaves, uh, make you uh feel like more flavor than 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 strength you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's not a cigar it's, it's gonna knock you down before with the half leaf on it <laughs> it used to knock me a little bit you know <laughs> and i smoke i smoke a lot uh over like 10 cigars a day or so but that's why i i cut the half leaf on and that made a huge difference and i i was able to preserve the flavor that i want in that particular blend yeah. Well, and it's, it, it struck me when I first lit this cigar and it's, it's maybe about a third of the way through right now, but when I first lit the cigar, just how it it was extremely smooth. It didn't, it didn't, yeah. it wasn't really spicy or really harsh. Mm-hmm. It was really smooth at the beginning. And now, yeah, you're, I definitely get that Lajero, you know, there's, there's some pepperiness and some spice coming in now from the Lajero, but what I get, so much of to balance that out is a lot of that broadleaf sweetness. So I think there's yeah. good balance. There. And yeah, the, yeah, that, that's the, the Castaño. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, the Castaño San Andreas, 
right at the light, you can tell that it's a San Andreas. You immediately mm-hmm. get that spice and it's, it's just there to stay. Um, the, uh, the finish lasts a while with that, that spice just tingling and brother, the, the flavors in this are fantastic. Perfect draw. Construction is great. The ash holds together. Uh, I'm really enjoying the cigar. Yeah, the, uh, those two cigars you guys smoking right now, uh, it's a must for me every day. I smoke the uh, both cigars every day, you know, besides the new blends and on and, and all the other blends, you know. But you know, that, those cigars are really, really uh, kind of my palate. Yeah. And uh, Tony, where are you headquartered out of? My headquarters is in, uh, uh, in Miami. Uh, I have the distribution center there in Miami. Uh, and uh, and uh, the factory is in Nestle, Nicaragua. Perfect. And um, let's talk a little bit about, because you, you sent us some other blends, and I, I want to talk about um, talk about each one of them here. So this this guy here, the Habano. Yeah, the La San Habano. Tell, tell us what, uh, what we can expect from, from, from that particular blend. That's a, that's a medium, medium plus cigar in strength, but it's full flavor. You know, all, all my cigars are going to be full flavor. Uh, most of people um, misunderstood flavor with strength. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah. if you run it through the nose, you're going to you're, you're tell that it's not a full body. It's a medium, medium plus. It's a very like a sweet cedar spice, very Cubanist flavor. It has a, a Habano 2000 Ecuador wrapper, a Brazilian binder, and Nicaraguan filler. And then we have the uh, uh, then we have the Negro Maduro. That that's the only all Nicaraguan cigar or the Cabo series. Wrapper, okay. binder, and filler from Nicaragua. It's a medium to full body cigar. Uh, a lot of spicy, like like black pepper, like cocoa, chocolate, dark chocolate. It's a, it's a really, really good cigar. It's one of my favorite as well as the line. Uh, and the, the, that particular Ligero, uh, uh, sorry, the, the wrapper is uh, eight priming from uh, Habano Maduro 2000. So okay. it, it's a very special cigar. Yeah, that, I was going to ask that. Thank you. Thanks for it. Because I always like knowing where the, the priming of the wrapper comes from. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely bold, but uh, yeah. it's it, um, it's good, definitely out of flavor. Then this one, I almost fired this one up instead because I'm a big Corojo fan. Mm. But uh, yeah. tell us about that one. That, that cigar is particularly delicious. That wrapper uh, gave me a really hard... Uh, hard job to find it because I, w- I was r- really picky about the Corojo wrapper. Corojo is one of my favorite uh, tobacco leaves. You know, mm-hmm. um, all of my cigars have Corojo inside in the in the filler or maybe in the binder, but that one has Corojo in the filler, uh, in the wrapper, and in the binder. It's it's not made a hundred percent of Corojo. You know, it has some blend with different seeds, but uh, that is a uh, Corojo from Brazil, uh, they call Cubra. Then the, the binder from Ecuador and the filler is from Nicaragua. That's a very delicious cigar. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. 
And then the final one that we have here with us is the, the Palomino, Connecticut. Yeah, Palomino, Connecticut is a, is a medium, medium body cigar. Uh, it's Connecticut uh, from uh, Connecticut shade wrapper. Uh, and then binder and filler from Nicaragua as well. It's a medium body, a lot of sweetness, creamy. Uh, it's a great, great cigar uh, for the morning. I, it's my first cigar every morning. I, I light up that cigar after an espresso coffee. You know, it's really good. And if you want to join it with uh, some bourbon, it will, you, you will get amazed of how, how it pairs with bourbon and, and coffee. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a like a, on the sweet, creamy spot. Is that a Honduran Connecticut? No, it's an American Connecticut. It is. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah. And one of the things that I also noticed, and that this is something that I'm uh, I'm a big fan of, that all of them have the cedar sleeve. So what's uh, what's your thought process behind uh, packaging the cigars with the cedar sleeve? Well, uh, what I like about the cedar sleeve is that it gives you a particular uh, uh, wood uh, and flavor when you when you start the cigar, and then. Uh, it, it keeps changing the cigar. You know, the cedar sleeve changes a lot. The 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 wrapper taste. Uh, I think in, in my way of, uh, that it enhanced some some of the uh, original flavors of every particular seed, and uh, that's why I I chose the cedar sleeve for all the collection. You know, to be able to get a little more complexity on it. Yeah, yeah, and I. I mean, I don't think it's it's maybe not necessarily right for every single cigar, but I I think I, I tend to enjoy cigars that are packaged with a cedar sleeve because mm-hmm. I, I also really do like that um, that especially at the, when you first light the cigar, when you take the cedar sleeve off of it and you light the cigar, you you definitely get a little bit of that sort of sweet wood yep. you know aroma cedar. and. I enjoy that a lot with with pretty much every cigar, uh, especially when you when you leave them in your humidor for for a year or two and let mm-hmm. them age because, um, you know some of the you know the oils from the wrapper leaf and the oils from the cedar intermingle a little bit they get to know each other and uh, that's and and it's also fun just to experiment and and put cigars away for a couple of years and see see what they taste like uh, later on yeah. how long. So at your factory, how long, you know, uh, I, I would imagine every blend is a little different, but how long do you yeah. like to keep the cigars in the aging room before they get packaged and, and shipped out? Well, uh, I like a minimum six months on some of the blends and up to a year in other blends. For example, the, the thicker wrapper leaves, they take more time in the, in the aging room, like, like the Sino, like the Castaño, like the Maduro. They need like... Uh, uh, for uh, a year or close to a year before packing and, and, and shipping. And then what does your packaging look like? The, you mean the box? Yeah. So for uh, uh, here, box. one box. Oh, look at that. Nice. This, this is the Sino box. The Sino box is uh, uh, the color of the box actually is the same color of the of the band in the in the in the top of the cigar yeah uh, all color matches the box 
And uh, I try to pick, you know, some different colors to be able to the customer to uh, difference when they would step in the store, uh, tell mm -hmm. the difference right away from one cigar and another. As well, I put the, <clears throat> the second rim, bang ring, the wrapper and the name of the cigar to be able uh, to show the customers if they are looking for a particular wrapper uh, they like, so they can they can see it right away in the cigar. Yeah. Uh, that's mainly the purpose. And and the the name of its cigars is named after the horse's color name in Spanish. For example, uh, Alasan is like a brown horse. Uh, uh, you call it in like Sorel. Sorel horse is like the old uh, the horse that all brown. Uh, the castaño is a bay horse, which is like brown with black uh, feet and black mane and tail. So so there it goes on. Every cigar is has the name of the moss, uh, uh, the the color, the matches from the wrapper and the horse. Yeah, well, I, I really like as you know as consumers. We, we like to be able to easily tell and, and you know, like you said, you, our viewers can see here with the, the colors of the, the ribbons around the feet. And then also the fact that each, you know, each uh, secondary band has the wrapper leaf right there. Hab yeah. Habano, yeah. you know, then you've got Maduro, then you've got Corojo, uh, Connecticut. Everything's called out. And that that I, I love it. I appreciate, and I think a lot of consumers appreciate it because there, there is. I think sometimes today in today's cigar market, it's easy to lose sight of what you're smoking, uh, and especially for a new cigar consumer, is they want to be able to uh, when they're just learning about premium cigars and they want to know what to reach for. Mm -hmm. uh, let's, let's say somebody who works at that brick and mortar shop isn't available and they're kind of on their own picking things out. Well, if they've got a few weeks or a few months of experience and they know that, Hey, I like Connecticut wrap cigars. Well, they see the word Connecticut right there. Or they say, I like Corojo wrap cigars. They see the word Corojo right there. So I appreciate that. It makes it very easy for the consumer, but it still has uh, the designs are still beautiful. They're intricate. They're meaningful. So I, I think that works on all fronts. Who uh, yeah. who was a, a principal in uh, designing the the bands and the artwork? For actually, uh, actually, I hired a designer, but uh, I was myself uh, on on his side on the on the computer because everything that is is on these cigars were ch chosen by myself, like the idea. And the one who who really gave me the first idea about the the the, the main ring was my mm -hmm. sister. Uh, she she does a great job as designer as well, and she helped me to uh, to get all my ideas in one cigar band here, right here. I love it, and I love you know. Um, I love cigars for the variety, and there are a lot of great bands out there. And uh, we have, you know, a big variety from a cigar like a Tennessee Waltz all the way to, you know, a, a very decorated band like you're doing here. And, and I, I, I appreciate good art and meaningful art in uh, cigar banding and packaging. Good job. Well, 
thank you very much. Uh, uh, is is expensive for us as a as mm. a, a cigar maker to put all those things on, but uh, as we are a brand new uh, cigar in the market, we want to impress the customers and make able the cigars say, say like, "Hello, I'm yeah. here, yeah. find me," you know. Mm. Yeah. So marketing. Uh, that's why. Yeah. yeah, marketing. So who have been some people that, you know, before you launched the brand and then as you were as you were starting out getting the designs put together, getting the blends put together and then getting the cigars on the market. Um who are a couple names from the cigar industry? that you consider to be mentors, people who gave you advice along the way and, uh, and, and helped guide you? Well, uh, that's a hard question because I have had uh, too many uh, people, you know, supporting me in the launch of the brand. Um, actually, uh, some of my family uh, in Venezuela uh, and talking about Esteli, uh, AJ Fernandez, a great uh, friend of mine, he supported me a lot. Uh, he helped me to find some rappers, you know. And actually, Guille Pena, who is Tabacalera La Perla owner, uh, which is my brother, he has supported me a lot. And we spent so many hours and days and years, you know, searching for that particular leaf that I want in every cigar. So, you know, talking, uh, uh, those uh, two guys were uh, really special with me. Yeah. And what has, you know, as far as the states go, you know, we're not talking about uh, Europe or South America, but uh, how many shops can we find your cigars at right now in the United States? Obviously, that number is growing, but how many right now? Yeah, right, right now we only have uh, 14 stores so, uh, store so far because of the COVID situation. But yeah. we're planning to have at least uh, 70 stores by the end of the year, uh, you know, uh, being conservative because we have a really good business plan. And we, but we don't know, you know, uh, this year has been crazy and how we'll mm -hmm. end up. But we're trying hard. We're doing our best. Uh, uh, I got to advance as a team. I'm very proud to to have him uh, as a VP of sales of Stallone. I know he's doing a great job for us. And we're pushing hard on cigar aficionado as well. And, you know, uh, we're going to be in the big smokes that was supposed to be in April. And then uh, they switched it by uh, October. And then we're going to the big smoke in Vegas. And so we're, we're going to hit hard all the uh, push the marketing and the sales this year. And, of course, the next year. Yeah. Well, and I, I agree with you. And we mentioned this before the show went live that um, – I I've known Todd for a few years and he has, he has a lot of history in the cigar business and he's been, he's been very beneficial to a lot of companies and to have him on your team, I think it's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal. And, and uh, it's, it's an exciting thing to see him uh, put his, his time and energy into uh, into a, a smaller brand like yours. And I, I think he's the right guy for the job. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I've been uh, looking to to put him in the team uh, since last year, and uh, I, I got him like a couple months ago. 
So I'm I'm really proud of have Todd in the team as well. Yeah, he's he he might be the most energetic person I've ever known in my life. I mean, he he's yeah. just pure energy, always a smile, always a handshake, and uh, just a great guy. So good, good, yeah, good having him on the team. Definitely, yeah, he is um, a great guy. So, tell us about. Um, you know, obviously, COVID nineteen. It's not just the premium cigar business; it's the whole world. You know, lots of dis- different businesses have been affected and things like that. But, you know, you said you you gave us an idea of what you want to expand for stores over the rest of twenty twenty. But, you know, look look five years down the road here for um, for Stallone cigars in the U.S. market specifically. Um, you know what is it that what what are you really really hoping for? Um, you know for that five year plan for your brands and to reach consumers, to reach brick and mortar shops, and to reach some of the big online retailers. Well, uh, that's a tough question because as as a cigar uh, brand owner, uh, I would like to best for my my brand, and I don't know what what can happen down the road, but um, I really want would like to to be in at least 400 stores and, uh, and, and a big internet catalogs as well. Uh, always protecting the brick stores, you know, on the pricing. That's mm-hmm. definitely a, 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 a no discussing point for me because I want to protect the brick stores. And I, I, I hope the customer enjoy the cigars and, and maybe be ranked one day, you know, as a top five cigar. It's, it's my dream. That's, and honestly, that's a that's a fantastic dream to have. And I think, you know, just based on, you know, I, I'm, I've smoked through half of this this one cigar, but uh, I, it's it's made extremely well. It's it's got great flavors to it. Um, and, you know, we're excited to smoke the rest of the line as well. But uh, I'd say you're off to uh, an extremely promising start. Absolutely. Damn good start. Yeah. Oh, that's thank you very much, guys. Man. Uh, I- no, I was just going to say that the flavors in this are are bold and it transitions. It, so many different things are happening in this cigar, uh, and I'm I'm loving it. I can't oh, wait to have uh, more. Uh, I'm very glad to hear from you guys that you're experienced smokers and you have a lot of experience, you know, with so many great cigars out there. Uh, and that's that's my job to. Uh, deliver to the customers the best smoking experience uh, for the best price point, like uh, like price quality, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, I'm sacrificing myself with a really, really low profit because I spend too much money on the good leaves inside there to be able to hit the market, you know, and, and make those customers think back in Stallone and, and pick again uh, some of the cigars, you know. So what are we MSRPing around on uh, this line? From six eighty to ten twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate. I, I, we laugh because <laughs> it's 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 really those are great price points. Those really are great price points. And we hope to yeah. see that increase as uh, popularity yeah. <laughs> for you because they're worth uh, more. Believe me. Uh, I'm not making any money on those cigars in, in that price point. I just want to build my brand and the name 
and and as I told you guys before, to uh, have the customer uh, a great experience that they uh, they cannot have for the same price. You know, that's my promise to the, all the consumers. I promise yeah. that. You know, that's why I came out with six different blends to cover uh, different palettes all over. Uh, and those six blends are one of my favorite blends in each wrapper, you know, where I can enjoy more uh, the really uh, the taste of those wrappers. As you guys know, as a master blender, we, we start from the wrapper to inside, you know. Yep. So, and uh, but we want to highlight some particular notes, flavors, aromas of that particular brand, you know. I pay attention a lot to the binder. You know, the binder is a really key factor to enhance the wrappers and to be able to, you know, over over flavor a cigar or I, I don't know how I say in English, like over, over overdoing. Uh, where, because you, yeah, because I, I want to keep the the wrapper to be the the lead on the smoke experience. Mm-hmm. So, what are your production numbers looking at looking like right now? And are you sitting on more cigars than you wanted to due to the COVID situation? And where do you want to see production numbers grow to in the next year? Well, uh, I have. Uh, a lot of cigars in the aging room right now in SLE, you know, uh, because the COVID situation, they're a- they're getting aging longer. So, uh, and I, I kept the production as well as, uh, you know, not 100% full because the COVID situation, you know, has uh, lowered down our operation. Mm-hmm. But I will have uh, all the cigars ready and really aged to perfect point or a little bit more in the agent room when they hit the market and uh, uh, I have a, uh, we have a big agent room there in Italy there's some videos on YouTube where you can see the agent room cool. and I'm gonna come out and post a video maybe next week of the of the factory of the uh, you know explaining every blend and showing the agent room you know and all the operations for the consumers that want to see, you know, how salon cigars are made. Awesome. Yeah, we'll look for that for sure. Absolutely. Um, so this is something that we like to ask everybody, you know, and it's it's a tough question because it's, a, it's actually an unfair question. So I apologize in advance for asking it. But, you know, out of all the blends that you that you've put, um, you know, that you've put the Stallone name on. If you had to just pick one to smoke for the rest of your life, could you could you narrow it down to just one? Oh, that's that's hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hard. You know why? Because I'm not a guy to stick with one blend all day long. Yeah, yep. I like to switch wrappers. You know, all day long. I, you know, I smoke Connecticut, then I go to Habano, then I again switch to a Bradley, then I go back to Maduro. You know, but. It's a hard question. Uh, I might say the the sign of because I'm a full body guy, you know. Yeah. But really, I enjoy all the strengths uh, because I what most I most enjoy about cigars is the flavor. Yeah. You know, I pay a hundred hundred twenty percent attention to the flavor. Uh, if the flavor is not right, uh, uh, it's, it's not a good cigar for me. 
Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, you're totally right when you say it's about variety because this is, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think here, um, counting in my head to three, four. This is my sixth cigar of the day. And, um, and I normally smoke, you know, s- somewhere between five and seven lately, at least. Um, and there, this cigar has no problem getting through to my palate, even though I've had six cigars today. There's no, it, there's no problem. And the, and this is one other note that I have to add is the, the retro hail on this cigar is off the charts. <laughs> I mean, it's not this, it, this cigar is not effing around the, the mm-hmm. retro hail on through the nose on this cigar, because, because like you already said, there's a good amount of Lajero in this cigar. And it, when you send the smoke, smoke from this cigar out of your nose, you feel it. But it's yeah. it's also balanced, like I said before, with that sweetness from the broadleaf wrapper. So um, this is right in my wheelhouse. I mean, for for cigars that I um, that I enjoy for that full bodied, um, bordering on strong experience, definitely. And if you guys are listening to, you know, the, the retro hail, um, so Matt is a big retro hailer. I have a very sensitive sinus. And if I was to retro hail this cigar, I would die. <laughs> right I would, I would die. I can tell you that much. There are certain cigars, lighter cigars that I will retro. Um, and, and so don't feel like in order to be a, you know, cigar person you need to be able to retrohale everything because i certainly don't and i can't yeah um and you and and if you're if you're one of our viewers or listeners who's newer to retrohaling it's just taking a draw of the smoke into your mouth and then pushing up the bottom of your mouth and letting the smoke come out of your nose you're, you're not taking it into your lungs you're not inhaling you're just letting the smoke come out of your through your sinus passages out of your nose and depending on the blends and the leaves that are in the blend that can be if you're especially if you're a newer cigar smoker and you don't smoke a lot of premium cigars uh it can be a painful experience so you need yep. to, you need to pace yourself you need to take it easy and and just experiment with retrohaling because you do get so many nuanced little flavors mm-hmm. and aromas through pushing that smoke out of your nose that you don't get through just a normal draw and i only retrohale maybe every fourth puff. Uh, and, and even then I only, I only retrohale maybe 30% of that puff. So just enough to get those aromas and, uh, if experiment with retrohaling on, yeah. on different cigars, start with milder yep. cigars to learn how to retrohale. Don't start with this cigar. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I am a professional. Don't try this at home. So. <laughs> That's true. Um, so let's uh, let's move into this week's smokabulary word. And as always, smokabulary is brought to you by AJ Fernandez, born and raised in Cuba. AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. Fernandez himself in order to ensure superior quality. 
The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend, strength, and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. So, guys, this week's smokabulary word, this was a fun one because, you know, it's, it's, it's tough running out of words that are sort of specific to the cigar industry. And this is one of those words that isn't really specific to the cigar industry anymore, but it's a, it's a term from, from the history of the cigar industry. And the, the word is lector. And lector just means reader or someone who reads. And so back in the day, and we're talking, you know, way back in the day in cigar factories, to pass the time, they used to have someone who would read through a me- who would talk through a megaphone, or sometimes if they if they had enough money to put in a crude microphone and a few speakers, they would have someone actually read books to the cigar rollers while they worked. Interesting to pass the time because you know before before the days of you know the internet and people listening to their iPhones while they're rolling cigars. Uh, they had someone who would sit and read books to the rollers while they while they rolled to pass the time and for something interesting to listen to. And legend has it, and I, I, I don't know if it's ever even possible to confirm if this is true or not, but legend has it that the name Monte Cristo from the famous Monte Cristo brand of cigars originated back in, in Cuba, that the reason it's called Monte Cristo is because the lector on one particular day was reading the book called the count of Monte Cristo. Interesting. I have no idea if it's true or not. It's, it's a, one of those legendary stories that, you know, that you hear about. And I hope it is true. Cause I think that's, that's a kind of a story. I think it's kind of a cool story if it yeah. is true. But um, so, yeah, before, and now if you, if you go to a cigar factory today, you know, sometimes you'll see rollers with, uh, um, with, with, you know, their earbuds, you know, from their phone, listening to music. Uh, some factories don't allow that. It depends on the factory. Um, but back then, you know, they would just have someone sit up on a pedestal in front of the, uh, the factory and read a book. So everybody had something, you know, to listen to while they're rolling their cigars. Yeah. And now it's Shakira. And now it's, Sh- and, <laughs> and now it's Shakira. <laughs> so, that is uh, this week's smokabulary word brought to you by... AJ Fernandez. And now it's time for Numero de los Muertos. All right, guys. Numero de los Muertos is brought to you by Oveja Negra Brands. They bring you premium smoking experiences forged from tobacco, time, and talent. Comprised of Black Label Trading Company, Black Work Studio, Dissonant, and Emilio, Oveja Negra Brands provide smokers uncompromising blends renowned for their flavor and lasting impression. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. Join the flock. Visit ovejanegracigars.com to learn more. All right, guys. All right. So, Tony, we really didn't go into this too much before the show, but uh, Numero de los Muertos, I give a number, and I will give clues along the way. Um, And we're trying to figure out how 100 people die every year in the United States. In the U.S. 
So every year, 100 people die from this. And uh, I have a lot of interesting facts around All this. Right. So every year in the United States, 100 people die from this. Yes. Okay. So, Tony, we get to guess. Our, our viewers get to guess. They'll leave guesses in the comments sometimes. We'll put them up on screen. Um, but we have to guess what it is that 100 people in the States die from every year. And I'll start with a clue. It's really not a clue, but it is. Uh, this sends eighty about 80,000 people a year to the ER, but it takes the lives of 100. Okay, so that, that's a good clue. 80,000 people a year go to the hospital from this, but only 100 of them die. So Come on, Chad. You've been slow the last few weeks. Yeah, Chad, Chad is a good guesser in this game. He's one of our viewers. And uh, so, Tony, if anything comes to mind, go for it's it. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. It's not COVID, no. <laughs> um. All right, is it uh is it adults or children or both? It's everybody. 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 Um is it related at all to uh vehicles? It is not. Okay. Um is are they um Workplace injuries slash deaths. Usually not. Usually not. Okay. So this number is both people who work in a profession that includes these, but most are people who are doing this for leisure. Leisure. Um, all right. It, Chad's got a guess. Chad says mountain biking. It is not mountain biking. Not mountain biking. All right. Is it? Uh, is it? Um, parasailing? It is not parasailing. Of those 80,000, about 15,000 are concussions. All right. I'm kind of stumped. Tony, you got anything? Nothing comes to my mind. I kind of I kind of searching, but it's 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 tough. This is a tough one. This this is not yeah. a, this is tougher than the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um Well, you, you said it's not vehicles. It's not vehicles. Okay. Um rec Did you say recreation? All right, uh, let's uh, let's send Chad some more cigars. Did Chad get it? Yeah. Is it? Is that really? It is. Is it horse riding? It is. A hundred people a year in the United States die from horse riding, but yep. eighty thousand get sent to the ER. Correct. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> so I, I, like I don't know any anyone that has that in the horse. Well, no, my friend, my trainers that I that I that I know, but. It's interesting to know. Yep. So, and that's a, that's a U.S. number only. Um, and uh, uh, interesting, interesting fact. So a horse, uh, 
Um, now, if we switch to the country of Australia, okay, the horse makes up half of a uh, team of two that is responsible for the most animal deaths in Australia. Animal, I should say, a horse and another animal cause the most deaths of people in Australia. Can you guess the other Team animal? Roping. What was that you said, Tony? Team roping. Team roping. I'm not sure what that is. Um, so you're saying there's one other animal in Australia that causes... Yep. Oh, so it's a oh. horse and another animal that caused the most deaths in Australia in animal-related accidents. The, the, mo- the most dangerous sport in the world is bull riding. That is correct. There's, there's, yeah, there's the most dangerous so, than even the motocross. So uh, the horse and the cow are responsible for more deaths than snakes, spiders, or crocodiles all put together. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's got to be... So do they just do a lot... Is 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 rodeo more popular in Australia than it is in the States? There's a lot of popularity uh, of rodeo in Australia. There Actually, there's a lot of training from Australia in Texas, you know, training cutting horses, and they do a lot of bull riding and bronco riding as well. Mm. Yep. True story. So that's crazy. Horses, hundred people a year. Uh, I'm not telling you not to ride horses, but <laughs> be careful. Yeah, ride, ride horses. I mean, that's yeah. You know, do it. That was this week's <laughs> numero, numero los muertos. If you pull the number of the motorcycle, it's, it's huge oh, against the, compared to the horses. Actually, my family was really, really glad that I fell in love with horses. Uh, yeah. And I stop a little bit more of the motorcycle thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I have to say it's it's amazing to me to watch, especially the sport bike races, oh. to see guys get spilled off of their motorcycle and slide for what seems like a mile down a track, tumbling around, and then stand, stand up, up, get on their bike, and keep going. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Actually, uh, last week, Mark Marcus in the MotoGP, he he gets paid off the bike and he broke uh, two bones, uh, and and they have like airbag in the in the suit. You know, they didn't have you know the early days, and even though he broke two bones, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, all right. Tony, these are some fun, non-cigar-related questions. If you could choose to hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? You could hear what they're thinking for 10 minutes. Is a, a living person? Yeah. Oh, it's hard. I think uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> That's the number one answer. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to know what the hell's going on in that guy's head. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you if you were about to get into a fight, what soundtrack music would come on? Kicks are my heart from Motley Crue. 
Oh! <laughs> I love it. I'm a huge rock and roll fan. That's so funny. I was just watching uh, earlier today the uh, the Motley Crue documentary, not the not the Dirt movie that was on Netflix, which was hilarious, by the way, but just yeah. the, the documentary uh, on on YouTube about Motley Crue and thinking back because I saw them, I saw them live in '87. Uh, oh my gosh! And it was one of the most outrageous rock and roll shows I've ever seen in my whole life. It was absolutely incredible. When I love what Dennis Leary said about Motley Crue. What was that? He said, you could put Motley Crue in a room with enough drugs to kill, you know, <laughs> a million people. And they would yeah. come out a week later with a double yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing has happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And they, and actually, that's probably how a few of their albums got made. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right. And, so. and t- talking about the horse thing, actually, uh, Vince Neil' uh, girlfriend, he loves to ride uh, uh, barrel horses. Oh, really? She loves to ride barrel horses, and I've seen him in some pictures with her and the rodeos. Wow, that's cool. Comes yeah. full circle. So... Yeah. Tony, choose choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a goal in the hockey in a hockey game as the goalie, or you could score a coast to coast goal in a soccer game as the goalie. The last one, number five. Yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> Are you a big football fan? Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, I like soccer a lot, and uh, I'm not a big fan of football, but um, I like better soccer, and I'm really into uh, 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 MotoGP and all the kind of stuff, and of, co- of course the horses thing. You know, I keep spending more time watching those sports. Yeah, un- unfortunately, a lot of sports have been shut down uh, along yeah. with everything else for the last six months, but gradually we're starting to see some some things come back. So for World Cup, who's your team? The World Cup? Well, obviously, I always go for Italy because I'm half Italian, but <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of good teams out there. Absolutely. So, Tony, what's the number one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's brand new to hand-rolled premium cigars? Just getting started. Well, uh, the first advice is, uh, do not pick up a strong cigar. Pick up a mild cigar. Do not try to retrohale. You know, just puff. You know, and and stop puffing the cigar if if you feel a little buzz or a little. You know, you're not feeling right. You know, uh, leave that cigar away and mm-hmm. and then pick it up. You know, another one later or or maybe tomorrow. You know what I mean? Uh, that's uh, another thing is. Uh, uh, do not uh, smoke fast. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of new smokers they like to puff and puff and puff, and they over overheat the cigar, and yep. and, and that changes all the smoking experience, as you guys might know. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so we're going to talk about our notable smokable for the week. Um, and Tony, each week Garrett and I name a cigar that we smoked recently that was interesting to us. It could be something that's been on the market for years. It could be something brand new. 
Um, and and please, you know, join us, Tony, on this. Obviously, you smoke mostly Stallone cigars, but if there's anything, obviously, uh, outside of your own brand that you smoked recently that you that you thought was interesting or, or good, um, is there any been anything recently from another brand that you that you fired up that you thought, hey, this is a really good cigar? Oh uh, yeah, uh, I'm a Padron fan. Mm. I like the 64 and the and the most that I like from them is the 26 series, sure. the 1926s. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the 26, especially yeah. the Maduro 26. <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. It's really good. Yeah, so good. Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, Christoph JT. Oh yeah, yeah, the signature yeah, series. And I saw your post. <laughs> so, so for those of you who who, uh, who watch and listen regularly, you remember that uh, um, Jer- uh, Jared Trudeau. Jared Trudeau. I almost said Justin because of your post. <laughs> so Jared Trudeau from from Christoph was on the show recently, and he sent us some of his his signature cigar, and uh, um, Garrett. Garrett posted uh, the JT stands for Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> or, or Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. He, uh, no, he liked it. Reposted it. It's nice. good. So I, uh, mine for the week was the new release from our friends at Drew Estate and our friends at Cigar Dojo. So the, mm. you know, the, the new Cigar Dojo Drew Estate Undercrown Dogma Sungrown. And it's a cigar. She's a big one. It's a fat it cigar. It is a big one. It's, uh, I think it's, I want to say it's a 5 by 56 box press. But because it's a box press, it doesn't smoke like a fifty-six, you know. And sure. and uh, but it 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 definitely is. It's that undercrown sun-grown blend at its core. Um, and I think it's going to be. I mean, as far as I know, it's already been a huge success for them. I I think it sold very well when it first launched last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my notable smokable of the week. Um. So, viewers and listeners, a little bit of an idea of some stuff we have coming up. Next week on the 11th, we're going to talk to our friend Jeff Borshowitz from Corona Cigar Company. And then the following week, we're going to talk to George Rami from Camacho Cigars. So, very excited for that. Tony, give our viewers and listeners a final idea. Where is the best place for them to get the latest and greatest information about Stallone Cigars? Well, uh, on the website www.salonecigars.com uh, you can find uh, more information about Salone about the brand about the history, about myself and uh, obviously uh, we'll, uh, we'll be in a lot of shows you know, this this one of my first shows but I have a lot of interviews coming up uh, and, uh, and so you can guys find more information over there and I'm happy to answer any question that you guys have uh if you can hit me on the on the email on the website i'll be glad to answer uh, a lot whatever question you guys have fantastic well tony we had a blast hanging out and talking to you tonight we thank you so much for your time and um we hope to talk to you again soon and hopefully uh be at one of your events as soon as we can yeah and wish you all the success in uh, launching in the u.s and continuing that growth absolutely Thank you very much, Kai. I'm very happy to uh, be in your show as a guest. And uh, 
I'm looking forward to meet you in person as mm -hmm. this COVID situation ends and share a couple of cigars together. Amen. Amen. All right. Awesome. So for uh, and Tony, hang out in the broadcast studio after we uh, after we close the live broadcast. We're going to talk sure. a little more. So for all our viewers and listeners, as always, we appreciate you guys. If you're listening on the audio podcast, take just a moment, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode. If you have any questions, email us directly on HowAboutThatCigar.com. Follow us on social media at HBT Cigar. And until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys.